0: Thank you. Hello, 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 amazing, amazing people. This is Catherine LaRange with My Dead Dragon, and I wanted to extend a very special invitation to you for my live full day virtual Vision Ignition Immersion event that's happening on October 16th, 2021. And one of the first steps in becoming the heroine and main character of your life is figuring out what's important to you you, what that dream is, that seeking to emerge, and what this one precious life is inviting you to become. And that's what this day is all about. It's about supporting you in creating that authentic vision for what you would love your life to look like, and sharing tools and tips and little known strategies to help you get there. So registration is now open and you can find the link in my show notes and through my social media accounts. And I am so excited to see you there on October 16th. I'm coming to you today for episode 11 uh, with myself. And I've heard from a lot of you asking about what is my dead dragon? What does that mean? Where did that idea come from? So I wanted to Drop in and share the inspiration for the podcast. And then also, what I have been feeling inspired to do is every after every 10 episodes, I'm going to come on and share with you tips, um, kind of inspiration strategies based on the content from the previous 10. Podcast, So this will be episode 11, uh, 22, 33, 44, et cetera, et cetera, You'll be hearing from me directly. So if you have questions that you would love answered, send them my way. This is a great time for me to connect uh, directly with you and answer those. So, so what is my dead dragon? Where did it come from? So it was about like 17 years ago when I was having this conversation with a woman. And she was raging, like she was just raging. Because she realized that she bought into this idea that if she just did all the right things, this Prince Charming was gonna show up and she'd have this happily ever after. And so she had put her dreams, her goals, her desires on hold. And she realized, she woke up one day and realized like this Prince Charming isn't showing up. He's not coming. And this metaphorical dragon that's been guarding me has died. So literally, what do you do with a dead dragon? And this was 17 years ago. And I've been thinking about this concept ever since. It's been kind of like percolating in my brain and really, you know, i've i've noticed where i've had times where i put my dreams, my goals, my desires on hold for someone or something else. and then when i took an even deeper look, when i got really, really honest with myself, i realized that in a lot of ways i'd never even really given myself permission to ask what it is that i wanted out of life and what was important to me and i felt that somehow it was selfish or that i didn't deserve it that i wasn't worthy of it or what i wanted didn't matter and the deeper i looked the more i realized that deep deep down there was this belief that there was something wrong with me and that i didn't matter that i didn't matter and and so my life matched that belief and i had roller coaster results And so with the work that I do, um, and you know, years of process and learning and studying and, and being on my own journey, I've learned that I'm not alone in this belief, and that actually so many people have the same belief that they're damaged, that they're not enough, that they're flawed, and that maybe they don't actually deserve happiness, love, success, health and abundance. And so that's really how the podcast was born. And because I've done the work to get to a place where I I know how to create and live a life that I love. Um, I know that what I want matters. I know that I'm enough. I know that I deserve to have all that I want out of life. And, and that's really what I support people to do in my coaching programs is to help them connect to that part of themselves that knows and then to actually create and live that life that they love and then to, to really repattern all of those limiting beliefs that don't serve them anymore. And so my intention really is to support you, to inspire you and to let you know that you're not alone in feeling the way that you do. And that there's nothing wrong with you and that you deserve to live an amazing and abundant life. And so every 10 episodes, you're going to hear from me. And like I said, I'm going to share techniques, information, ideas that you can use right away to support you in your journey of becoming the heroine and main character of your own story. And so, do you start? (laughs) How does this even start? So the first step is, is where you recognize that the current situation isn't working. There's something about your life that isn't working. And so it's actually through this feeling of like either longing or discontent. And so these are things that you want to learn how to tune into. So the longing, it's it's like you're, you know, you're looking on social media and you see that somebody just had this trip or there's maybe like a memory that comes up in your feed about this trip that you took. And there's this like quickening within you, like, oh, I would love to do that or you see like Paris on a TV show, and you're like, oh, I would love to go walk the streets of Paris. That's that longing. It's the longing for something that maybe you haven't experienced before, the longing for something um, more in your life. You might, you know, if you're in a, in a relationship that isn't really fulfilling in the way that you would love it to be, maybe you see a couple who's like, madly deeply in love and there's this longing for that like you want that for yourself you see someone who's in vibrant health and vitality and you you want that you want to be climbing you know the mountains or swimming or diving or biking or dancing or whatever it is that you want to do to express your physical well being. You know, it might be in your bank account, maybe you're having trouble paying bills every month and it feels like you're living paycheck to paycheck. So it's this longing for stability and financial abundance. So it's the longing and then it's also the discontent. So the discontent would be looking at areas of your life where you're not fully satisfied. So this would look like areas where you want improvement. So maybe you have a relationship and there's a lot of conflict or you don't feel fully heard or supported or seen or loved. Maybe you're doing work and you feel like you're not really bringing your full self into the world or it feels like you're, you know, kind of paying bills until you die. So it's this discontent where you're really—it's just like this is not working. It's, it's, and you can, you know, when you look back and and listen to the previous episodes, you can see like, oh, that was the longing in her story, or that was the discontent. So that's the first step: is recognizing, okay, this is not working for me, and really tuning into the longing and discontent. And so what what I know, and you know, what you've heard in the stories and what I see when I work with my clients is that when we ignore the longing and discontent, and really, I mean, I have a lot of experience in my life in ignoring the whispers of the universe, it actually turns up the volume. And so the way that the that looks like, is that maybe we have an illness or an accident or financial ruin or a divorce or a disaster. So when we ignore the longing and discontent, life turns up the volume. So I'm going to invite you right now to just consider the possibility that the longing and discontent that you notice in yourself, in your life, that that is actually the voice of the universe wanting to express through you. That is the way that you are here to uniquely show up in the world. So recognizing that the current situation isn't working, right, whatever whatever elements about that situation, that's the first step. The second step in, in really becoming the main character of your own story is getting to know yourself and what's important to you. And to learn how to tune into the part of you that actually knows, right, there's a really powerful, highly calibrated question that I work with with my clients. And the question is, what would you love? What would you love? And I can remember sharing that with with a woman one day, and she said it was like this mic drop in her brain because she'd never considered what would I love? What does that mean? What does that mean? So as you're listening right now, asking yourself, what would I love? And when's the last time you gave yourself permission to even think about that, right? And so for some of us, we've spent so long Uh, ignoring that voice or feeling like what is important to us doesn't matter that we can ask the question and really feel like we're not hearing anything yet and so if that's you don't worry it's part of the process what happens is that it just takes some time to learn how to hear that voice and so a really simple way of of tuning into that is to make it an either or so you know would I love coffee or would I love tea would I love to have a nap or would I love to go for a walk? Would I love this? Would I love that? So really just make it very simple, right? So if, if you ask the question, what would I love for my life and you kind of like, ah, you're having like a bit of a freak out, just like take it down a couple notches, okay? So you're working with that really powerful question. What would I love for my life? And you're also using some of the tools that some of my guests shared. So so noticing as I share these, what kind of like, hmm, there might be a little party that's kind of like, hmm, that sounds interesting, or hmm, right? That hmm kind of feeling or that quickening feeling, that's the part of you that knows that this might be for you. So maybe it's journaling maybe it's journaling. And that could be just a free flow kind of organic journaling. Um, That can be really helpful, actually, to kind of just get things going, is to just free write, just free write, just like, oh, like, you know, oh, there's the dog laying on the dog bed, and I can see my desk. And so you're just like writing just to get in the practice of writing. And what that does is it just gets you going and kind of like starts to turn on the tap so to speak. And so the more that you do that, then you actually start to tap into deeper wisdom and deeper knowing for yourself. Um, if that doesn't resonate with you, then even journaling prompts can show up and that's actually something I work with my clients. Uh, they they have a daily journaling. it's we actually call it the 2B. Pages and so this is more about you know what's my vision and who am I being today? How am I showing up for myself? How am I showing up in my life? And so really noticing for yourself is it is it journaling? Does that sound kind of interesting to me? Uh, Meditation can also be really really powerful, and meditation is a practice. It's a practice, and so maybe the way that it starts is just breathing in for four breaths and breathing out for four breaths, just counting. So breathing in for four, and you can imagine you're breathing in a square, right? One, two, three, four, and then breathing out for four. One, two, three, four. And as you notice the thoughts come into your mind, because that's what happens, let's be real, right? Just know that you're actually doing it right. You're actually doing it right. That's part of the process. Right Other people really like to meditate with, with something to help focus their minds. so maybe some calming music, looking you know with a soft gaze at a candle, uh, you know, a guided meditation. And the key here really is that you're starting to tune into yourself and you're creating space for that to emerge. So it's really about how you create a sense of space and stillness for what's there to start to show up, right? So yoga can be really powerful. I love yin yoga, which is a very slow, uh, very present way of being in your body. Other types of yoga as well, or other kind of like body modalities, maybe like qigong or tai chi, Uh, being out in nature. Nature is incredibly grounding and powerful. I have uh, over there, I have like a picture of the ocean and a picture of trees uh, right right on my wall so I can look at them anytime I need to. And really being curious, being curious with yourself. And along with that is being compassionate, inviting in self-compassion. So as you're journaling as you're getting to know yourself as you're being curious things are going to emerge things are going to emerge and so it could be that there could be some feelings and emotions that feel really uncomfortable. Right, and so as we actually create that space, you know, if we've had a, a pattern of really just like stuffing things down or ignoring things, or you know, kind of avoiding them, or being so busy with work or raising a family, or you know, focusing on other things, we haven't focused on ourselves. When we first start to turn our attention and gaze back to ourselves, there can be like a whole lot of stuff that's been waiting for us to pay attention to it. And so as that starts to emerge, know that it's part of the process and the intensity is is going to diminish over time. So it can feel really intense and scary at first when you start to feel the feelings, especially if you haven't had practice with that. So knowing that they will subside, right? The practice is really to sit with them and just allow them. And so that brings me to really um, a kind of a key teaching and and lesson I wanted to share with you and a technique. And this is something that's so incredibly simple and yet so profoundly powerful. And it's how you work with your nervous system, your nervous system, right? So, so in the stories that guests have shared and and certainly in my life and I'm I'm guessing in your life as well there's been some kind of trauma and trauma you know it can be those big events But it can also be small things in life, you know, quote unquote, small things that we think we can think like, Oh, like, you know, how could that be traumatic? Why am I making such a big deal about it? We minimize it to ourselves. But what it does is it creates a sense of unsafety in our nervous system. And then what happens is that we get into to living our life in this kind of hyperactivated state and I can guess that you know what I'm talking about, right? Where we're maybe feeling a little bit on edge or we kind of like um, this like anxiety. And and I've had clients say that they didn't even realize that they were living with a state of anxiety until it was actually gone because it was so normal, right? And And the stress, just the stress of life can cause us to live in that ramped up state. And when we're in that ramped up state, it's that fight, flight, freeze way of interacting with the world. And so as we're learning how to get to know ourselves, to really connect to ourselves, it's really helpful to learn how to work with that part of our nervous system. And so if you think about that sympathetic, is that ramped up like that kind of like, ah, right? Like I need to be in a protective mode in my life. I need to be kind of like hyper vigilant, on alert. Don't know what's going to happen. When's the other shoe going to drop? You know, what could happen? Uh, The stress, like what's my boss going to do? You know, what's this client going to do? we want to learn how to bring it down into the parasympathetic nervous system. So that's that rest, digest and create. And so the way that you do this, and this is so easy. Well, let me back that up. It's simple. The rigor is in the practice. It's in the practice. And so you're going to use the tool of noticing what you're noticing which you are developing as you're getting to know yourself, right? You're starting to tune into that part of you that knows you're holding space, you're creating stillness for whatever's there to emerge. So you're learning how to notice what that is. So you notice when you're feeling like ramped up, when you're feeling, and and the word that I use in my coaching is when it feels constrictive, And so just think about this for yourself right now, like when it feels constrictive, right? That's that, there's that tension there, that feeling of tension. And then that's that sympathetic. And so what we want to do is move into a more expansive feeling, which is the parasympathetic. And so the way that we do this is, first of all, we notice. We notice when we're feeling that constricted feeling, anxiety, the fear, the dread, the stress, the, you know, that low grade um, whatever nervousness that could be there, feeling kind of hyper vigilant, feeling afraid, feeling worried, feeling stressed, so we notice it. <sighs> and then we pause ourselves, we pause ourselves with compassion. The, 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 the tendency for some people here in this pause and absolutely I'm, you know, was one of those people was to beat ourselves up. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm doing that. I can't believe I'm, you know, and then, and that doesn't help. That just helps to actually kind of ramp it up even more. So we notice that we pause with self compassion, with love, with, you know, compassion. Oh, so I'm noticing that I'm kind of feeling this way. And then we breathe in a really specific way. So we're breathing in through our nose and out through our mouth like a straw. And and the key here is that you're breathing in a way that feels really easy and natural for you. So when I guide people through this process, I invite them to put a hand on their stomach, a hand on their chest and to take that breath in through your nose in just what, whatever way feels good to you. So don't worry about like it's gotta be this many counts or that many counts, just breathing in gently in a way that feels good, feeling your stomach expand as you breathe. And you're gonna, as you breathe, you're gonna notice like, oh, like maybe I have a tendency to chest breathe, right? When we're chest breathing, that's a, a clue for us that we're actually in that sympathetic nervous system. So we're noticing like, oh, like, oh, like I'm, you know, chest breathing, this doesn't feel very good. So we notice it, we breathe in through our nose, into our belly. And then out our mouth, like we're blowing through a straw. And just in whatever way feels good to you, whatever way feels good to you. And in doing so, you're starting to actually tune into and and honor your unique nervous system because we're all wired a little bit differently. And so you're noticing, right, noticing when you're feeling constricted, feeling stressed, afraid, anxious, fearful, you're pausing, okay, I'm noticing I'm feeling this way. And then you're breathing, you're breathing, and it's that in through the nose and out through the mouth like a straw. And what that does is it actually brings us into that rest, digest, and create a different result in our life state of being. So when we're in a calmer, more grounded space, then we're able to actually start to show up differently in our life. So know that we all have patterns of thinking, patterns of of believing, of feeling, and of acting, which give us the results in our life and so this is the first step in actually starting to get those different results so as you're becoming the main character in your own story you're recognizing you know when it's not working you're noticing you're noticing the longing and discontent you're tuning in to getting to know yourself through you know, creating space, journaling, meditation, being still yoga, walking, being curious, whatever else it is. If you have ideas, I would love to hear them so I can include them. And you're learning how to honor and work with your nervous system and shift it from that fight or flight or freeze into the rest digest, create. And as a bonus tip, or bonus learning, I guess, as we start to actually stretch and expand and show up differently in our life, our, our typical way of being doesn't quite know how to respond to that. So it can actually kind of trigger us to ramp up into the sympathetic to tr- Try to bring us back down into the the comfort zone or the pattern that we've been living in up until this point. So knowing that as we start to expand into that new way of being that breath, the breath tool of in through the nose and out through the mouth like a straw also helps to calibrate our nervous system to a new way of normal. So I hope that that was helpful for you. And please connect with me and let me know. Uh, let me know if you have any questions you'd like me to to answer. Uh, yeah, just anything you'd love to hear. I love hearing from you. I get messages um, through various social medias about how the guests have impacted you and how it resonates for you and how you're feeling hopeful and inspired and it's not too late And and so I am, um, I am deeply grateful and honored to be doing this work. You know, and and often I hear from people that they don't really know what it is that they want or really how to create and tune into the part of them that does know, right? It's like, oh, I don't know what I want out of my life. And so I have a special event coming up that I wanted to tell you about. It's on Saturday, October 16th. And the, the focus the intent of the event is really to help you learn how to connect with that part of you that knows what it is that you want out of life um, to how to tune into the part of you that that um, that knows how to show up as your highest self and really how to create the results. And the life that you would love in all areas. So, your health and well being, your love and relationships, your vocation or creative expression, and your time and money freedom. And so, it's a live virtual over Zoom event. It's on Saturday, October 16th. And I will put registration links in the show notes and in all of my socials. And so, as always, beloved, beautiful, amazing people, I hope you can feel the love coming from me to you. Know that my intention is to be of service, to inspire you, to really be a catalyst to you becoming the main character in your own story and to living a life that you love.